Hey there, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the goal of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new re-tactics to achieve these ends. My name is Sim, and I'm going to be your host. And today, we're going to be talking about personal growth and personal development, how to actually do it right, and the common pitfalls that really prevent you from pressing on in your life and going towards whatever goals you have. So let's get started. So to pop this whole discussion of personal development off, I think it's really worth going into some sort of definition of what personal development is, especially from my point of view, since I'm going to be explaining it from my perspective and the heuristics I use to approach personal growth and personal development. So when I talk about this stuff, you may say like, Sim, what the hell are you talking about when you talk about, you know, Kaizen, you talk about, you know, um, all these different methods and what is the whole methodology behind whatever system of personal development, whatever branch of personal development you're talking about. So to me, uh, my definition of personal development as a concept is a systematic approach to personal growth. That's the simple breakdown of it, but it's so much more, obviously. Uh, The word systematic implies that you're using some sort of system or some sort of structure to influence a favorable end. And that's what personal development is, in my opinion. You're not just going at it haphazardly. You have some sort of plan and some sort of structure of attack that you're going to use to improve yourself and that you know you're improving yourself. So I think the real danger, as I've already mentioned before in numerous audio versions and uh, on the site, is that all this stuff can be pretty ambiguous because from the outside, it looks like you're improving when you're buying books, when you're going to the gym, when you're doing all these good things, but you're not actually getting better from where you started. So personal development is the jamming mechanism within this circle of destruction. So personal development ensures that you're getting better over a certain span of time and that your average is increasing over that span of time. So that's what personal development means to me. And, um, you know, to me, personal development really needs to be forefront when you're talking about just improving yourself as a person and it really has to be structured because I think there's too many variables to leave up the chance without some type of structured plan. I think human development and human growth is just too, there's too many variables within human growth and human development that you just can't go at it willy nilly because when you add something random, uh, your results are going to be random for the most part. So take this thought experiment. Imagine if you have a human being, um, probably a young person, uh, maybe three, four years old, and you just release them out in the wild, or even younger. You just release them out in the wild, you put them out there, and you give them no tools, no skills, no mentors, no nothing to really uh, sculpt their life around. And you just throw them out there and say, good luck. Uh, if they don't die, um, which the chances are very high that they will, but you know, let's just say by some miracle they just come out the other end unscathed, uh, they will be a odd-formed human being. They just won't be able to socialize correctly in society because that socialization process wasn't there. 
obviously people go to school, people are taught by their parents, people are taught by all these different people in their lives, and they're taught how to do things. You don't come out of the womb learning how to do something. You come out of the womb with the ability to do it, with the natural inclination to do it, but that um, that skill must be developed brick by brick and step by step. It's not just an overnight process where you just wake up one day and you say, oh, I'm a world-class musician or I'm a world-best-selling uh, author or I'm really good at economics or marketing or I'm in Mensa or I'm good at football or I'm good at soccer or all these things. You know, all these things are developed systematically and you have some sort of guidance uh, so you have some sort of mentor or some sort of coach helping you to create a mental model of how the proper execution of something should be done. So one small example, obviously I just mentioned football, how to throw a spiral, how to throw a correct spiral, how to throw a tight spiral. Someone has to teach you how to do that. It's very rare that you're going to be able to know how to do that naturally. And if you do, you have a natural inclination towards that, but that still doesn't shy away from the need for coaching. So that's what personal development really is. Personal development is just getting better in any area um, in your life. It doesn't really matter what, but it's using a systematic and structured approach. And that approach would usually come into some form of instruction and coaching. Um, And the other part of that that I think is really important to really grasp so that you can really understand the importance of having a structured approach to personal development is just because you get older doesn't mean you're going to get better, right? And I think that's sort of a harder concept for some people to grasp because you just think automatically you're going to get older, everything's just going to magically work itself out. And, you know, that's not the case. And I have firsthand experience of this because um, I've been involved in personal development for a little over eight years now. And I've obviously gotten better in many aspects of personal development and knowing how to structure different areas of my life so I can see steady improvement. So there was a about a year, year and a half time span where I was just stagnant and nothing was growing. You know, um, I wasn't making any new social connections. I wasn't uh, making more money. I wasn't really expanding like I should have been. And I was just sort of flat and stagnant. And I wasn't really consciously maintaining either. Um, And obviously, I've been into personal development for a long, long time. Um, I'd probably say since I was like a little kid, but I didn't know how to structure it. Um, So I've been had the mindset of growing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to grow if you don't have some sort of plan or instruction. So that's what happened with me. I had the mindset that I want to grow, that I want to expand, that I want to improve, but I was still on a hamster wheel. I was going nowhere. And it wasn't until I really started to come across the idea of deliberate practice, which I'll mention later, that my results really start to take off. And once I started implementing deliberate practice into every area of my life, uh, the growth was just unbelievable. It was just like night and day improvement. And that was the, that was the limiter on my potential. So deliberate practice, I'll mention that later. Um, so yeah, 
You know, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're going to get wiser. And just because you get older doesn't mean that you're going to get better. And I think this is a huge misconception in our culture and human society as a whole, that just because someone is 75 years old doesn't mean they're necessarily better than someone who's 25 years old. And I forgot who had this quote, but um, someone said, people die at 25, but they're not buried until they're 75. Um, I forgot who said that. That was a really profound thing. And in my opinion, death in this context is relating to stagnation. So you can be stagnant at 25 and you can just be the same person you were at 25 that you are at 75. Um, So unless you have some sort of purposeful inclination towards your life, you're not necessarily going to come out with new knowledge, new skills, new anything, and you'll just be the same person. Just in an older body, you're one step closer to everything that old age entails, and then your window of opportunity shrinks. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, So with that out of the way, let's get to the nitty-gritty of what this necessarily involves. So when I'm coming up with some sort of mental heuristic for any type of personal development in my life, I look uh, for three things, so three aspects. One is growth. Obviously, it's a targeted area of holistic improvement on weaknesses or um, improving strengths, so just getting better as a concerted whole. Then you have the accumulation, which is of a valuable skill, a mindset, a mental model in that field or area or areas. And then you have the assimilation, which is obviously habit formation, lifestyle design, all that stuff I mentioned in the last audio blog about self-discipline. So you have three aspects of that. And you also have a area of personal development that involves maintenance. So Maintenance is just staying at a plateau and using that as a baseline to um, have for some other area in your life. So, for example, let's just say you're at a baseline level of proficiency in, I don't know, coding or something like that. So you're at a good level of coding. You know how to code a few websites. You know how to uh, do some back-end coding, you know different programming languages, but you're not actively looking to get better. You're just using that as a platform to help you either get a promotion, so being someone who knows about the coding process, or using it to get another job, so being a software developer at another company. But you're not actively looking to get better because that involves growth, which involves time and energy, which um, if you're looking for a job, sometimes you won't have enough of. So Part of personal development does involve a cruising phase um, where you're only slightly looking to get better, but you're looking to maintain overall. And then, obviously, there's the growth phase, which involves pushing past your limits. And growth in personal development involves some some sort of of edge. You're playing on the edge of your ability, um, and you're pressing beyond it a little bit, and you're expanding that edge, you're expanding that comfort zone. So let's say, for example, uh, you're working on a piece of code, and you know how to code um, a simple static web page, but then you say, I'm going to implement some sort of JavaScript element, or I'm going to implement 
um, some sort of flash element or something like that. So you start to press beyond that and you start to implement that within the code and you, your brain has not encountered that before. So your brain has to dedicate neural circuits towards that mental model of creating a web page and writing a piece of code and your brain needs to incorporate that piece of code that you're writing into that overall mental model of quote-unquote coding and i hope that makes sense um so another example let's say you're playing soccer and you know how to kick you know how to um, dribble the ball and you want to add a trick to your arsenal so let's say you do a um you do a header like you had the ball and then you kick right in front uh, where the ball lands. So you do a header and the ball lands and then you kick it right away to the goal. Um, your mental model of quote unquote soccer involves all of your current disposal of tricks and it does not involve this arsenal of trick, this current trick you're trying to add to this arsenal. So you'll need to incorporate that into the mental model of quote unquote soccer and that's going to involve obviously some uh, expanding your comfort zone and doing something you're not comfortable with because you don't have it as a habit yet. So that is the growth aspect of personal development and um, accumulation and assimilation as well. So that's the one aspect of person. That's the first uh, starting off aspect of personal development. And since personal development, if it's done right, involves some sort of pain, um, personal development should not really feel easy if you're doing it right. Um, it's going to involve some sort of pain, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Um, it's going to involve you pressing towards what you're comfortable with, pressing out of what you're comfortable with, and pressing towards what you're uncomfortable with, the unknown unknown, as I mentioned before. Uh, your, per- your personal development is just going to pretty much dictate everything you do in your life. And you ask, why Why do we do this? Why do we torture ourselves like this? Why do we go to the gym and do these uh, muscle-tearing workouts? Why do we study for hours a day um, on different subjects? Why do we read? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why do we press towards our limits? Why do we do this? And, you know, to be completely honest, a lot of people, I think everyone likes having success in some form or having material stuff. So having uh, money definitely uh, is part of that. And your level of personal development will pretty much enable you to have a good financial life. Um, So let's say that you are a junior coder, using this example again, you're a junior coder, but you never really learned uh, other programming languages like PHP, C Sharp, Python, all of that, and you only know HTML and CSS. Well, since you only know HTML and CSS, you can't be a director or you can't be a manager because you just don't have that upper level skills and you haven't developed those upper level skills. Uh, sometimes people do get promoted by nepotism, but their gains are short lived because they just don't have the skills in place required for that position. So, uh, personal development will enable you to stretch those higher levels. And the bigger your personal development is, the bigger your rewards will be, and also the bigger your problems will be. So, not only that, the bigger your problems will be, but the bigger problems you can solve 
um, the bigger your rewards will be. So you can only solve big, big problems when you develop yourself to a high level in personal development. So um, I'm going to use another example, the gym. Uh, obviously, a lot of people go to the gym to get toned, get fit, uh, bulk up, all that good stuff. But um, some of these people don't even follow a program. Some of these people are not doing what is known as progressive overload. So when you go into the gym, your goal should not be just to go in there and lift weight. Your goal should be to increase the amount of weight you're lifting over time. So if I go into the gym and I'm benching 225 for, let's say, four reps, and next week I go in and I get 225 for five reps, that's an increase of what I've been doing because... I'm doing one repetition more, and that's more, and that's increasing my max capacity. But if I go into the gym and I only do something that's comfortable for me, like 205 for eight reps or something like that, or 205 for six reps, and I do less sets, I will have gone down in proficiency. So my overall baseline would have dropped. And because my baseline has dropped, I'm not as strong as I was before, so which means I'm going to be less strong and I'm going to have less muscle and I'm going to be able to handle less weight. So that's a mini example of the weight of life and you only become a big man when you solve big problems. You know, um you don't really mature as an individual until you really start paying your own bills and paying your way through life and uh, that's just part of the growing process. Pers- that's that's one form of personal development, just becoming a mature person. So if you never pay bills, if you never you know pay your way through life, then you're just not going to be able to develop the strength to handle bigger problems as they come, and they're going to toss them to someone else. So that's one aspect of personal development, and that's the purpose, really, of personal development. So going along with that, uh, some people would ask, you know, is personal development overkill? And I would say no, because like I said before, uh, there's too many variables to leave the chance that if you do something random, your results are going to end up being random. So you don't know whether you're going to be good or not. Uh, You most likely will not because uh, there's this concept called uh, anti-fragility or it's called, um, it's called, I don't even know what it's called really, but it's just, uh, or actually I think it's chaos theory, but there's this guy named Nicholas Nassim Taleb. He wrote this book called Anti-Fragile and he wrote it, this other book called The Black Swan. And he other, wrote this other book called Fooled by Randomness and the Bread of Procrust- or Bed of Procrustes and all this stuff. And he's basically a game theorist who talks about the randomness in life and how you are more likely to fail at a endeavor or achievement than you are not because there's just so many variables in life that um, you want to optimize for one variable that they can come in other all these other variables can come in and wreak havoc on that one variable so the one variable of let's say getting better at the gym um, getting more muscle that's the one variable you want to optimize towards and there's a very specific way to do that And if you just go and start throwing a whole bunch of weight around and you start doing all this random stuff, chances are very high that you're going to get, one, you're going to get injured, and two, you're going to actually regress in your uh, weightlifting workouts. So there has to be a structure to just growth and improvement in general. And 
personal development allows you to measure that in a tangible way, which leads to the next points. So before we get into uh, those points, I want to mention the main mindset behind personal development, uh, which would be piggybacking off of this past point I just talked about. So the mindset is um, paying the price for an above average or, or extraordinary life with time. And you do that so you don't pay that price of an average life with your dreams. And um, I think that's a nuanced point because it's very easy to, it's, I mean, it's obviously quote unquote average is an average, you know, it's very easy to be average because that's the average and the average, um, when you look at the average life in society, ask yourself, are these people happy? Are these people, you know, living their best lives or are they just maintaining? And, um, most, most people are just maintaining because obviously that's the average existence in society. And that's going to be the average existence in society until our collective consciousness raises. But that's going to be long after I'm gone um, and long after you're gone as well. But for right now, um, the average person um, in Western society, especially in America, I'm going to really talk about America. Average person in America is uh, overweight. They are um, they have numerous health problems. They are they don't like their jobs. They really don't have too much passion in their lives, and they just sort of have some sort of underlying victim mentality that somebody did something to me and it's their fault. And uh, these people need to pay. These people um, deserve the blame. So pointing fingers at each other, blaming other people. Um, not really taking care of your mental, physical, emotional health and just not really giving a fuck, not just not, yeah, just not giving a fuck about, uh, their mental and physical and emotional diets. So that's the average in Western society. And to be honest, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously you're stretching above the average and the average, uh, I, I think if you could, if you just stand still, um, you're going to achieve the average. So, uh, the average really isn't much to write home about. And if you just put in a little bit of effort and a little bit of conscientiousness towards what you're doing, I truly think that being above average is easier because, you know, it's just so easy to be average, um, in today's society. So something like, uh, let's say doing 40 hours a week, Obviously, people work 40 hours a week. A lot of people work 40 hours a week. Sometimes people work 45 hours a week. Uh, so doing that will guarantee your survival. That's the money you get to bring home to pay your bills, to pay off debt, to put a roof over your head, buy clothes, provide for entertainment, all that stuff. And if you do that, that's the bare minimum for survival. Um, like I said in the last audio blog, if you don't work, you don't eat. So that's the basic mindset behind that. And doing more than that will guarantee expansion. So you're only really, you're only really going to grow by what you do when you're not providing for survival. So in your leisure hours, so listening to something like this, or going on uh, different websites where you're learning about personal development techniques, or doing personal development yourself, and providing a better life for yourself. That's how you're going to break out of survival. Um, 
so yeah, that's the mindset behind personal development, breaking out of survival and just maintaining um, and coasting. Um, so I have, I have some techniques and tactics that I use in my own life for personal development, and I'm going to talk about some of them here. So the first thing I really like to keep track of when um, I'm doing any type of personal development, whether it be lifting weights, running, um, meditating, uh, reading some type of book or something like that, I like to keep metrics and keep score. So I think about how many pages of a book did I read? Did I read um, one more page than I did last time? Did I read longer? Um, Did I meditate longer? Did I sit longer? Did I concentrate longer? Did I lift more weight than I did last time in the gym? You know, all this stuff. And you're able to see if you're improving over time. So you're able to plot some type of course for your improvement and see if your average is increasing over time. And you want to look at your stats over time because when you're doing personal development, especially if you're continuously stretching, it's more likely that you're going to have more bad days than good days. But the good days should even out the bad days in terms of um, you're not going to feel 100% every day or every time you do something. I don't feel 100% whenever, whenever I go to the gym, I have bad workouts. I have, I've had some terrible workouts, but over the span of time, if you look at my life in five year increments, five years ago, I'm nowhere near the level of like strength and muscularity that I am now. It's just no contest because I've done consistent workouts over time that have led to that. And I've done that. I've only been able to measure that because I've tracked different metrics relating to how much weight I lifted and also my overall body composition. So that's one example of keeping track, keeping score. Following up with that, the other one I do is I keep a journal. And a journal helps you measure progress and it also helps you when you're, you know, when you're discouraged and when you're feeling down. So I've kept a journal in some form going back to when I was 10 years old, that's when I really first started journaling. I have journals from when I was 10 years old, nine, 10 years old. And back then I did not journal every day. I only journaled when something significant happened in my life, but I was able to establish the habit really early on. And it was really encouraged by my parents because, um, they just brought me a journal and then I just started writing in it. I started writing my thoughts in it. And it was when I started getting to personal development in, uh, 2010, 2011, uh, or actually even before that, I'd say 2009 when I first entered college. That's when I really started journaling a lot. And at that point, I did not journal every day, but I still found it an effective tool to work through issues by asking myself questions and responding to those questions. And it's like you're having a dialogue with yourself. So now I try and write uh, almost every single day. I don't write every day, but um, I can go back to some random day in, let's say, 2013, 2014, and I can just look through a journal, and I can tell you exactly how I felt that day, what I did that day, my significance, wins for that day, and something I need to improve on because I have that data. And if something happens in my life, uh, I can trace it back to when I started doing that activity because I have detailed notes on 
um, any, anything I did that day. Um, so journaling is something I've found very, very, very helpful in increasing my level of conscientiousness and just overall level of awareness. And I think it will be beneficial to you with whatever step you're doing, whatever personal development you're doing. And I also had a journal for um, my workouts as well. So I have almost every workout that I've done since I started working out recorded in some sort of format, some sort of journal. And uh, I can, like I said before, I can definitely tell that I've increased uh, my muscle mass and my strength and just my overall athleticism because I have that data. And if I didn't have that data, I'd have less of a case to say, yeah, I've gotten better because it's easy to remember where you are today. It's hard, much harder to remember where you were five years ago. So that definitely helps. Um, and going along in that journal, one thing I do is I record an artifact. So a major event that I did that day and something that I can come out with saying, here's my production for the day. So an artifact, I call that an artifact. And then I have wins. So smaller wins, maybe I may have gone to the gym when I didn't feel like it, or I may have uh, accomplished something in, in work, or I may have uh, gotten a new client for my consulting, or I may have um, just followed up with something. So recording all these wins. And like I said, I can look back and I see all these wins, win after win after win after win. And I can see these things building up to something. And I can see that there's some sort of cause and effect relationship. It's not just random. So I can repeat it again uh, in some sort of fashion in another field. So that's the reason for that. So the fourth one is, like I said, progressive overload. And you want to be getting better systematically day by day, month by month, year by year. And you do that through little steps at a time. Uh, using the gym example again, it's very hard to bench press 225 right off the bat. So you're going to start with a lower weight and you build up to it. When I was uh, when I first started in the gym, uh, I was I was so weak that I couldn't even bench press. Uh, let's say like uh, 105 pounds, like 225s on or. Yeah, 225s on one side, so that'll be that'll be 95 pounds. So 225s plus a bar of 45. I could barely bench press 95 pounds on on the incline, uh, which was very pathetic. Um, and then obviously I built it up over time, and now you know that's that's nothing to me. And I did that because I kept stretching my capabilities, and I kept making it harder on myself. And every time you step in the gym, it's not social hour. It's not comedy hour. You're not there to bullshit. You're there to work out and push yourself. I'm not saying that you can't talk with people. Not saying you can't just, uh, you know, mess around and joke around. But you're there to work, just like going to work. You're not there to have social hour or uh, buddy-buddy with people. You're there to produce results. So Kaizen, make sure that you are pressing on towards that little by little. And having that journal 
and keeping score will make sure that you're going with Kaizen and you're using the Kaizen methodology because you can look in the mirror when you're going to the gym or something like that and you can say, ah, man, this shit isn't working. I, I, I should just quit. But if you have those metrics, you say, hey, uh, I did get a bit stronger or I am a bit leaner or I do weigh a bit more. So I'm just going to keep going with this and see where that goes. Um, so, yeah. And my final point that I want to bring up is the end result of all of this striving and struggling. And like I said before, uh, personal development helps to produce beneficial mindsets and activities that uh, make you a more productive and beneficial member of society, which gives you rewards. And those rewards come in the form of adoration, acclaim, accolades, money, all that. Uh, but the end goal of the end and end, end goal of personal development is you just being in a much better place than if you never really tried, because, uh, like I mentioned, entropy, entropy, being the state of things getting better over or things getting worse over time, um, just naturally. That's just what things just naturally decay. And that's what I brought up with Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Things just randomly just go to shit and go to chaos. And things are more likely to go to chaos than they are to get better. So personal development ensures that things will get better or things will get better in some way. Not in the way you envision, basically, but they do get better um, than if you never tried. So if you go for, let's say if you run two miles every day, just an example, You'd be much better off than if you never ran two miles at all because obviously running contributes to a healthy cardiovascular system and a healthy cardiovascular system makes you a healthier person and it makes you less likely to die from something like a heart attack. So when you go into McDonald's or the rare um, rare occasion when you do go into McDonald's, God forbid, um, when you eat it, you don't just collapse in a... Uh, in a in a mess um just because you ate mcdonald's because your heart is so clogged um so you have that foundation you have that backing that only personal development can provide so i can take um i can take significant time off from something like let's just say writing uh and i can pick it back up with much ease because I developed the skill of writing and the skill of copywriting, especially conscientiously throughout thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of writing over the course of my life. And some people just can't do that. Like if some people don't uh, write for, let's say like a week or month, you know, they, they turn to shit, but that's not, that's not me because I've developed my life in that area. So, um, personal development is really to improve the overall structure of your life. It's not just to make you want lopsided in one area. It's to make you a more holistic person. And once you start to identify those areas where you need development in, you start pushing towards those and you start doing a full court press. So you start getting developed in your finances. So finances involve something like behavioral psychology, resisting, um, resisting buying 
things on Amazon or in the store, impulse buying, uh, saving, um, saving money for a rainy day and even making more money. So that's one aspect of personal finance that involves a lot of self-development and becoming a better person who can withstand those temptations. And then you have another area of your fitness. So doing more numbers, so running more, um, pushing more weight over a period of time, uh, having less percentage of body fat, looking in the mirror, seeing that your shoulders are broader or your muscles are bigger or something like that. So you have that. And then you have, uh, let's say work. So you're able to do tasks easier at work because you've created a system and you just know how to do those tasks. Um, and then also you're pressing on towards more challenging tasks at work. You're asking for more responsibility simultaneously. And then another one could be your relationships. So let's say you're going out uh, two, three nights a week or something like that. And then you're meeting different women. Um, you're practicing knowing how to talk to them. And you're practicing something like pickup or cold approach pickup. Or you're practicing um, just dating or relationships with people in general. So before where you couldn't even approach one woman, you now approach, let's say, five women or something. And then out of those five women, you get one number or something like that. Um, So that's improving your metrics in that area. And also calling, let's say, calling your parents, uh, whereas you'd only call them once a month you now call them like once every week. So you're having more frequency of communication with that. And um, that's a great area to improve in. Whereas you have all these different areas of improvement that you can make with personal development. And nobody said this was easy, but I would definitely say it is necessary in some format. And you don't have to be like a super taskmaster going all out, uh, doing all these things, but you know, just take it easy. And like I said, be conscientious in terms of how you're going to structure this and how you plan on improving in these areas. And I do guarantee you, and I'll swear upon my grandmother's grave that if you take this up, if you take up this mantle, then you will be a much better person and a much more holistic and happy person at the end of this or at the or on the path of this because there is no real end towards self-actualization you'll be a much happier person than if you never started so that is my um advice in that arena and that's all i have to say on this uh on this aspect so Until next time, I hope that this audio gave you something to think about and something to really, really think about starting to do uh, sooner rather than later. And maybe you can use some of the tactics that I talked about in your own life and your own quest for self-actualization. So that is it for this one. And I wish you the best. And until next time, keep going.